0: Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today, we are doing something a little bit differently here on the podcast. We are going to be previewing and drafting the Underdog Pup Cup Best Ball Draft. It's quite a mouthful, but if you're unfamiliar with what it is, Underdog is running a contest for the FedEx Cup Playoffs in golf, where you draft your team of 10 golfers. The best six scores are counted. And what you basically have to do is you have to win your draft from the first tournament, the FedEx St. Jude, and then you get into another tournament for the BMW Championship, and if you win that one, you get into another tournament for the Tour Championship with prize money accumulating along the way. So what we're going to talk about on this episode is a strategy on how to draft your team, what to look for in terms of guys to draft, uh, and how you can take advantage of the format and how other people draft to kind of end up with the best team. Possible now, it is a best ball draft, so you know obviously um, results may vary. Like we we can draft a team that's totally absolutely loaded on paper, and then all these guys just you know end up like just playing terrible at the St Jude, and then we're 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 done, right? But hey, what you all you can do is you can do the research, you can get all the information, and set yourself up for the best of my success. So on this episode, we're going to break down all those strategies, and then we are going to draft the team. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. If you were listening on the podcast form, I understand this is not the best audio medium. I'm gonna to try to do my best to kind of narrate the draft and, and kind of let you guys know what's going on, um, but this is available on YouTube as well. Um, if you want to check it out. My channel is Mike's Money Picks. Anyway, I do think I, I tried to placate my podcast audience. You guys have been with me longer than YouTube, so I, I do try to look out for you guys and hopefully give you guys some strategies on how you can kill this Pub Cup draft. All right, let's get a quick one from our um, friends at Spotify, and then we're going to jump right into um, pretty much the live recording of the strategy and draft for the Pub Cup. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is our underdog pup cup 2023 episode. It is their PGA Best Ball Draft for the FedEx Cup Playoffs. So, let's kind of break down before we actually go through with the draft here on this episode. Let's kind of break down how you might want to target golfers, what you need to know, and kind of guys to look out for for Um, the Pup Cup, and kind of what should be the tiebreaker when you determine how to select guys. Because obviously looking at ADPs is going to be helpful, but ADPs isn't just going to be everything that you need to know if you want to draft a winning team. So first thing you need to know is the FedEx Cup standings. So it is super vital to know that the top 70 are going to make the FedEx Cup at um, the first event with the FedEx St. Jude Invitational. The top 50 are going to play in the BMW Championship, and then the top 30 are going to play for the Tour Championship at Eastlake. Now, obviously, there's going to be some movement in those playoff uh, events because they're worth more FedEx Cup points than a regular PGA Tour event. But like the top 10 to 15, I would say, are all pretty, pretty solid um, to make the tour championship and kind of put themselves in the best position to play all three rounds. So remember with this draft you're drafting for all three tournaments but you're advancing off of the first one and then the second one. So if you don't score well in the first event you're not going to make it to the second event and you don't score well in the second event you're not going to make it to the third event. So let's kind of see what we can kind of take from these FedEx Cup standings and what we need to know. So the top 10 is like mostly obvious guys, right? Um, you know, and then Nick Taylor sitting there at 10, that one's a little bit different. It does not appear that this has been updated from the Open Championship just yet. Um, but right now, sitting at 27 through 30, you got Tommy Fleetwood, Emiliano Grillo, Corey Connors, and Justin Rose, with Sahit Thagawa, Jordan Spieth, and Russell Henley sitting right on the outside. So one thing to consider with this is that obviously these positions are going to have some movement because we've still got two more events at the time of this recording before uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs begin. We've got the 3M Open this week, and then we've got the Wyndham Championship the week after that. So we might see... A little bit of movement with these guys before then, but as of right now, that's kind of the back end with what you would see in um, the Tour Championship. Keep in mind that we already know for a fact that Emiliano Grillo and Sahit Tagawa are going to be playing this week at the 3M Open, so those are guys that have a chance to boost their status. Now, the cut line at 50, you got Hayden Buckley sitting right there at 50. i Not certain whether he's committed to playing either of the next two events. Right outside of 50, you've got Brandon Wu, Thomas Dietry, Patrick Rogers. I don't think this is updated from the Barracuda, so Patrick Rogers is probably going to be going up. Akshay Batia is also going to be joining this list. I believe he's going to be somewhere in the high 50s also. Um, Hideki Matsuyama is 56th on the board. That is notable to me because he's a guy that's being drafted much higher than 56th, but um, not exactly in the best position to um, make sure that he's playing in the tour championship now looking down at the bubble so like right now guys right around number 70 Ben Griffin 66 Sam Ryder 67 JJ Spawn 68 KH Lee 69 and Davis Thompson 70 with the guys just on the outside being David Lingmurth, Bo Hostler, Lee Hodges Justin Thomas and Cameron Davis Uh, Shane Lowry sits at 79 Adam Scott sits at 83. Justin Thomas sits at 74. Um, so you're looking at guys, some guys on the outside that are being drafted that like, I definitely don't think it would be worth drafting Justin Thomas um, right at this moment, unless he puts in a really good performance at the 3M Open and then at the Wyndham Championship to get himself inside that FedEx Cup bubble. Right now, I do not think he is draftable. Now, another thing that I do think is worth looking at is that we know exactly what courses these tournaments are going to be played at. They're going to be played at TBC Southwind for the FedEx St. Jude. They're going to be played at Olympia Fields for the BMW Championship and uh, East Lake for the Tour Championship. So what we can do is, and I'm looking at the RickRunGood.com database here, um, looking at the course history for all these. Guys guys. Now I'm using the field for the open championship. There are a few guys that did not play in the open who are going to be in contention to play in these events, but the open championship is kind of one of the best ones to use because you're going to get everybody um, and everybody that played in the open, but like not like retired golfers or guys that aren't going to be playing for certain. So even though we're probably missing a few guys, it's definitely a lot easier to look at. And we got almost everybody here. Um, So Sepp Straka, Number one in strokes gained total at TBC Southwind. The one time he played there last year, he lost in a playoff to Will Zalatoris. Uh, Dustin Johnson, we can ignore. Trey Molinax would have to really play well to um, earn his way into the tournament, so I'm not really thinking of him. Brooks Kepka, we can ignore. Michael Kim, if he ends up in the FedEx Cup playoffs, I'm, I'll need to check and see where he is at in the standings. But Michael Kim has played very well at TPC Southwind in his career. And it appears that currently he is not in the top 70. Oh, he's 87th. So Michael Kim would need to make a run to get in. Abraham Anser and Phil Mickelson, we don't need to worry about. Harris English, Lee Hodges, Tom Kim, Sahit Thagawa, Denny McCarthy, Justin Thomas, and then Rory McIlroy have all played well at TPC Southwind. When you think about TPC Southwind, it is a course that is driver heavy. It's got a lot of water, um, and pretty much ball strikers tend to really show up. So um, looking at that list, that doesn't really surprise me. Sam Burns kind of right on the outside looking in for what we talked about. Now for Olympia Fields, only one event has been played there. And it was the 2020 BMW Championship, which was a no-cut event. Um, it was won by Dustin Johnson in a playoff. No, it was won by John Rahm in a playoff over Dustin Johnson. That was when DJ was on that ridiculous streak. And the best thing that I could think of to compare it was it was very much like a U.S. Open setup. It was very long, very thick, rough, and guys who were really good with the driver and with their long irons came out on top. Obviously, had DJ and John Rahm one and two. Uh, Joaquin Neiman was third. Won't be playing um, in this FedEx Cup playoffs. Hideki Matsuyama, Tony Finau, Matt. Fitzpatrick um, kind of rounding out the top six with Brendan Todd, Brian Harmon. Interesting. Roy McIlroy, Patrick Cantlay, Tyrrell Hatton um, rounding out the next little group. So, you know, pretty much with that course, we are looking at elite drivers of the golf ball who are really good with their long irons. Now for East Lake's course that, you know, has been the host of the tour championship for pretty much as long as it's been running. Um, it's a Donald Ross design, kind of like Sedgefield, very long, very narrow, not super easy and remember they're going to be doing starting strokes for the actual tour championship but on underdog the tour, the starting strokes are not going to matter one bit they're playing everybody even which is kind of how i would prefer it now the best players at east like first is henrik stenson but he's on live he's not playing chris kirk who will surely be in the FedEx Cup playoffs is second, even though he's only played there one time. Xander Schauffele is third, with Max Homa coming in at fourth. Patrick Harrington and Russell Henley fifth and sixth. Patrick Harrington will likely not be in the FedEx Cup playoffs, but Russell Henley will. And then Rory McIlroy after that. Rory McIlroy has played the Tour Championship nine times, and he's. Um, pretty doggone good at Eastlake. He would be the guy that I would consider the course horse, along with Xander Shaffley. After that, you got Tyrell Hatton, Justin Thomas, Tom Hoagie, Seb Straka, John Rahm, Justin Rose, and Billy Horschel. So what I did was I loaded all of that in a model, on rickrungood.com and um, used weighted strokes gain total, strokes gained off the and approach in their last 12 to kind of get a beat on recent form, uh, and then strokes gain at TBC Southwind and Eastlake um, because Olympia Fields for some reason wouldn't load. Uh, and the guys that came out at the top of my model are Roy McElroy, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Tommy Fleetwood, Xander Schauffele, Seb Straka, Patrick Cantlay, Victor Hovland, Jordan Spieth, and Hideki Matsuyama. So those are guys that I kind of want to prioritize heading into this draft. So here's what we're going to do now. We're going to go ahead and load up into a draft on Underdog and kind of draft it live and see what we end up with. All right, so we have joined the Pup Cup draft room, and we are currently looking at the third overall pick. Um, draft's going to start in about 30 seconds. So as we're drafting, I'm going to kind of talk about some of my targets, what I'm thinking for draft strategy, and um, you know who I'm going to end up picking. So sitting here with the third pick, I do believe that the start is going to be Scotty number one overall, and then either Rom or Rory second or third. And honestly, I'm kind of fine with ending up with either Rahm or Rory from my start. Like, I don't want to think too far outside the box. I do think that Can'tley, Shoffley, and Hovland are all really solid selections, but I definitely am going to go ahead and start with whoever doesn't end up taking between that big three, Scotty Rahm, and Rory. So, um, for specifics, I do think that um, the three tournaments actually aren't the best setup for Scotty on the schedule. Um, he did miss the cut last year at the FedEx St. Jude at TBC Southwind. Um, and remember... That when it comes to this best ball tournament, you basically have to beat your draft room for the FedEx St. Jude. Like if you do not win that first tournament, then the rest of it does not matter. So I'm kind of thinking about that at the forefront while knowing that the tour championship with – um you know, at Eastlake is going to end up having the biggest payout. Like, obviously, I want to make it to Eastlake, but I, if I don't get out of the first round, if I don't get TBC Southwind first, um, that doesn't matter. So, while I've been talking, there have been four picks drafted. Scotty went 1 1. Rory went with the second pick. I took John Rahm with the third overall pick. Victor Hovlin was the fourth overall pick. That's kind of a little bit to me. I would have been um, more so thinking that Patrick Cantlay would have gone fourth. Um, but I do get um, the taking of Hovland 4th. Hovland's had a great year. So looking at John Rahm last year, he did come 5th at Southwind, 8th at the BMW last year, and then 15th at Eastlake. And we do remember earlier how we mentioned that he did win um, the BMW Championship the last time that it was at Olympia Fields. Patrick Cantlay has gone pick number 5. Now I do want to highlight while I am... Go and waiting on my next pick here, Victor Hovland. I thought was a very savvy pick for fourth place. Victor is basically playing very well in all facets of his game right now. The you know throughout his young career, chipping seemed to be his big struggles, and he really hasn't struggled with that a whole lot lately. He's been super good in all the ball striking numbers, and when you look back at last year, twentieth um, at Southwind, thirty-fifth at the BMW, and then fifteenth at East Lake. Uh, I definitely think that's not a bad setup for Victor Hovland. He's probably the guy that if I had a back end of the first round pick, I would be trying to target Victor Hovland. Now, in the meantime, Patrick Cantlay has gone fifth overall. Xander Schauffele has gone sixth. Ricky Fowler has gone seventh. And now Wyndham Clark has gone eighth. That's a little bit upsetting to me. I was really hoping that I would have gotten uh, Wyndham Clark to fall all the way back to me at 10. Max Homa has been taken at nine. So now I get the 10th overall pick. Let me check one thing real quick. I am going to go with Tyrell Hatton as my 10th overall pick. I had Colin sitting there on the board. I had Tony Finau sitting there on the board. And while I do think that the course is specifically set up really well for Tony Finau, I don't like where his game is at. Um, he's been really erratic with the driver, just missed the cut at the Open Championship. Whereas Tyrrell Hatton, you just get this consistent profile of consistent finishes, good ball striking numbers, and I think he's a really good anchor to my team there in that second spot where uh, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to end up counting Tyrrell Hatton. Remember, you're going to end up drafting more golfers than you end up starting, so you don't have to start everybody. Every single week where I'm showing Tony Finau's profile now on YouTube. Um, it's just super erratic right now. He's losing strokes in all kinds of different areas. I'm kind of not mad that I didn't end up getting him. Now, looking at what's left on the board. In the meantime, Calmore Morikawa Cal went 11th. Totally understand that one. Finau went 12th, Bradley 13th, and then Tommy Fleetwood went 14th. I am going to go ahead with this 15th pick here, and I'm going to take... Sam Burns. I think the course is set up really well for Sam Burns. And I think that even with, um, you know, kind of a little bit of a disappointing open for him, I I do like where his game has been at. You know, it's kind of been a little erratic with the finishes, but he's been pretty good in the ball striking categories. He's a guy that can always get hot with the putter. Um, So I do like what I've seen out of Sam Burns. I had no problem taking him there. If I did not go with Sam Burns, it probably would have been to take Jordan Spieth and that is simply because you've got to look at what Spieth has done in those events. Now, Spieth did not come into the Open Championship with great form um, coming off of back-to-back missed cuts, but he did then come in 23rd place at Royal Liverpool. The only category that he lost strokes in was with the putter. So um, I definitely think Spieth would have been a solid choice for me there, but I I would have preferred to see him in a little bit better form, whereas I really like the course fits for Sam Burns. So it's almost back around to me. Near the end of the third round, it has been Jason Day at round three, pick four. Then Jordan Spieth, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Tom Kim to start the fourth round. So two more picks before it gets to me. And I really want to take Cameron Young. I think his game is trending in the right direction. If Cameron Young is able to fall to me, that is going to be a very easy pick at number 22 overall, in my opinion. Now, while you're here, if you're watching on YouTube, please... Hit the like button, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, I used to think that you know content creators that you know said those things were just you know asking for help, but like really it does make a huge difference. Like YouTube um, sees excessively more value in my videos and my channel. The more subscriptions that I have, the more likes that I get. So please help me out. Hit that like button um, and hit that subscribe button, you'll be notified when all new episodes drop. Sung JM has gone at round four pick two, then Brian Harmon round four pick three, which opens the door for me to take the guy that I wanted, Cameron Young, at the 4-4. So, like I said, I really like where Cam Young's game is heading. Um, He had not been playing well really, until the John Deere, but if you look at what he did at the John Deere, he started getting back together. He gained in every um, category, gained strokes in every category. Then at Royal Liverpool, he gained 16 strokes in the ball striking categories, lost six in the short game. I'm okay with that. I, I just want to see that he's back to striking the ball the way he was at the end of last year, and I think that you know by the time this tournament starts, depending on how he plays at the 3M Open, that could end up looking like a value pick. Now, one of the guys that I really wanted just got taken. After I took Cameron Young, Siwoo Kim went with the fifth pick of the fourth round, and then Sepp Straka with the sixth pick. I really like Sepp Straka. I think that he fits these courses pretty well, um, and he's a guy that I definitely would have wanted to take there. So um, looking at what's available to me, uh, there's two more picks before it gets to me. I really want Hideki Matsuyama, um, even though... I do not know exactly where he's at in the FedEx Cup standings at the moment. He's 56th, so he should be able to still qualify. Actually, let me look at Denny McCarthy. Before I take Hideki, let me just see what Denny's been up to. So Denny McCarthy did miss the cut at Royal Liverpool. Lost 11 strokes in the ball striking categories. That is not what you want to see. However, he had been on a really good run. Well... Um, It is my turn on the clock. Denny McCarthy was taken off the board. Makes my decision easier with Hideki. Now, looking at the board right now, and Hideki, if you remember, he showed up for, like, all those courses for being one of the best strokes gained, so um, I really like what I'm getting with Hideki there. Looking at the top of the board, Justin Thomas is sitting as the highest ADP of anybody remaining, but I, like don't want to touch Justin Thomas. Like he might not even qualify for the FedEx Cup playoffs and his game is in shambles right now. Like I have no desire um, to draft Justin Thomas. So um, hard pass on that one for me. Sahit Thagawa is another guy that's on the bubble right now, but he is playing in the 3M open this week. I would expect him to play the Wyndham. Um, and then Shane Lowry is another guy who's on the outside looking in. I would expect him to play the Wyndham. So um, I'm probably not going to end up drafting Shane Lowry for that reason. It's a little bit too much of a projection for me. But right now, sitting where I'm at, I would really be comfortable with drafting Russell Henley um, with my next pick. Um, after I picked Matt Siyama, Nick Taylor went at round five pick four, followed by Justin Thomas and then Justin Rose to end the fifth round. Emiliano Grillo was the first pick of... The second round. Now, one thing I do want to look up I don't know how much experience Kurt Kitayama has in playing FedEx cut playoff events, so let's just see what Kitayama has been up to. Uh, he's made back to back cuts across the pond, but looking at last year, he missed the cut at Southwind, made the cut T19. Well, there wasn't a cut at the BMW's T19, so not a bad profile for Kurt Kitayama, but I am now on the clock. I am going to take – ooh. I said I was going to take Russell Henley, but I'm really considering Chris Kirk now that I'm here. Um, let's go with Russell Henley, and then let's see if I can get Chris Kirk around the turn. So while I was looking at the profile of Kurt Kitayama – um, Emiliano Grillo was the first pick of the sixth round. I think I might've told you guys that one. Um, Fah- Saeed Fagala was the second pick of the sixth round and then Eric Cole right before it got to me. I would have really liked to take Eric Cole, um, at pick 39, which was the next pick that I have coming up. I, I think that would have been a really good selection if he would have fallen to me. Um, but now the way it stands, we're looking at Taylor Moore just got taken off the board. Um, And we got one more pick before the end of the sixth round. Like I said, I really want to end up with Chris Kirk here. That is the guy that I want to end up with on my roster. Um, When you look at what Chris Kirk's been doing, he did miss the cut at Royal Liverpool, but it was just really just kind of an outlier week where he lost big-time strokes on approach, which is not what he normally does. I wonder if he had any OB of him that might have contributed that. But he had some a run of pretty good finishes with a 14th in Detroit and 21st at the John Deere before that missed cut at Royal Liverpool. Um, so Chris Kirk is the guy that I want, and sure enough, he has just been selected. Uh, Kurt Kitayama ended the sixth round. Chris Kirk started the seventh round. So now... I need to kind of figure out where I'm going to go. Let me look and see where Adam Schenk is on the FedEx Cup points list. He is at 22nd. So, Adam Schenk would be a guy that would definitely end up playing all three events, it looks like. Adam Scott is not. Adam Scott is currently 83rd on the FedEx Cup points list, and he is not committed to playing the next event, the 3M Open. He will probably play the Wyndham. So I'm going to go ahead and take Adam Shank right here. Just so that way I make sure that I get a guy who's probably going to be playing in all three events. So the guys that I pretty much left open on the board were Shane Lowry and Adam Scott. And the guys that were taken right before me, um, I know I mentioned Chris Kirk. He was the first pick of the seventh round. Harris English was the second pick of the seventh round, pick 38. All right, Adam Hadwin has just been taken. Like I said, I'm going to kind of leave Lowry and Scott for a second I do want to see what Andrew Putnam's been up to though because Andrew Putnam is a guy that if he falls to me I do believe I'm going to want to take Andrew Putnam what we know about him he's a little bit short off the tee which will not help him at any of these courses but what he is a lead at is that approach game and so I I really think that if he can really dial in those irons like he has been recently this can be a pretty good setup for him uh Village was a course that isn't Kind of a similar setup to what we're going to see in the FedEx Cup playoff. If you were going to list any comp courses, that's one that I would definitely use. And he did come in fifth place um, earlier in June at Jack's tournament. So I actually, I'm really eyeing Andrew Putnam for my next pick. Now, since I had been discussing Andrew Putnam, Shane Lowry did go off the board. Alex Smalley went off the board and Adam Svensson went off the board. Uh... Alex Smalley is another guy that I was really interested in getting. I would have been okay if he had fallen to me here at pick 46. He, he's got really great, decent form. He's probably going to play the Wyndham, which means he's going to get more FedEx Cup points. He's a member at Sedgefield Country Club. Insider information there because Sedgefield Country Club is 15 minutes from my house. Um, so, yeah, I would expect him to play the Wyndham and accumulate more FedEx Cup points, which will put him in really good position. Adam Scott just went off the board with the second pick of the eighth round. So now I'm... Oh, I just had Andrew Putnam get sniped in front of me. Oh, boy. Now I'm scrambling. Now I'm scrambling. Hmm. Let's see. I'm going to go with... I'm just going to go with Seamus Power. Top-of-the-board um, guy that was left. I, he's sitting pretty good in the FedEx Cup standings right now, if memory serves. Yes, he's 26th. So, I, I'm, I'm okay taking Seamus Power. Um, let's see what he's been up to recently. So, Seamus Power. I was really uncertain about a lot of the guys below him. That's why I just kind of went with Seamus. Did miss the cut at Royal Liverpool, but... I only lost strokes around the green, actually. Gained strokes total, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, not don't feel bad about that selection of Seamus power. Now, looking here at the board with what I've got, I've got a lot of guys that um, are probably not going to get to play all three events now looking at it. So who are some guys that I can pick that are going to be really good fits for... TBC Southwind. Now that's where my mind is kind of drifting to. Um, Brooks Koepka and like Cameron Smith and Dustin Johnson do not draft them. They are on the live tour. They are not going to be playing in the FedEx cup playoffs. Gary Woodland also not likely to be playing in the FedEx cup playoffs. Neither is Minwoo Lee. So let's get a little bit outside the box here. And I'm going to go with Mark Hubbard. Guy that's been playing well recently. And, um, I think is actually going to get to play in the events, unlike a lot of the guys that are sitting there. Um, So now would be a good time to kind of brush up on where all these guys stand. Tom Hoagie was sitting there on the board, and he would have been available for me to select there. Mark Hubbard, currently 55th in the standings, so I do feel pretty good about that. Jaeger, Norman, Ekro, Mitchell are all kind of the bubble guys. So I kind of think they make for interesting picks. I'm sorry, the, the bubble is 70 So they're well inside the bubble. Yeah, the bubble's 70. So Jaeger, Norman, Eckert, Mitchell are all guys that you can pick and expect them to at least get to play the first event. Gary Woodland is a little bit on the outside looking in. Taylor Montgomery is in good position. All right, so I know that while I was doing all that research, I kind of got lax on who was being selected. So let's get caught back up. I picked Seamus Power at pick 46. JT Poston went at pick 47. Then Patrick Rogers ended the eighth round, followed by Brendan Todd, Ben Island, and then my pick of Mark Hubbard in the ninth round. Filed by Tom Hoagie, and then somebody just picked Brooks Kepka with the fifth pick of the ninth round. Now, I'm not going to put anybody on blast, but I'm assuming that's an auto-draft. You, you don't want to pick a guy who's not going to be playing in the events. All right, so I've got Jaeger, Ekro, and Norman that can all potentially fall to me. So let's see what Jaeger has been up to. Jaeger just came in 34th at the Barracuda, not a terrible showing. But he's got a pretty good run of golf going recently. And we know that Jaeger is good at long courses. That's something that um, definitely will play a factor in the FedEx Cup playoff. All of these courses are long. Austin Eckrow made the cut at the Scottish, but appeared to take the week off as he did not play the Open or the Barracuda. He's been really good recently. He, he gains a lot of his strokes in the ball striking categories, which is what we like. However, he has lost strokes in the ball striking in three straight rounds, so we would probably prefer to see that turn around a little bit before the FedEx Cup playoffs start. Vincent Norman is also a guy further down the board, just one at the Barbasaw and came in 25th at the Barracuda. Really good off the tee golfer. I think Vincent Norman really does fit the course pretty well. All right, so looking at who's been selected to start the tenth round, we have seen Aaron Watt, Rye, Gary Woodland, and Thomas Dietrich get selected. And so, of the guys that I was discussing, I'm going to go ahead and take. You know what? I'm going to take Ekrote. No, I'm going to take Jaeger. Jaeger's been more consistent recently. If if I Did this draft a few weeks from now and and Ekro has looked better in the ball striking categories. That probably would be my guy, but um, I'm going to go ahead and take Jaeger for the um, safety. Now, a very smart drafter here at pick 59. He just took Akshay Batia, who pretty much just sealed his qualification to the FedEx Cup playoffs with his win at the Barracuda Championship. You guys know I've been all about Akshay all season. And so um, definitely very solid pick there at pick 59 now remember there are only 10 picks and you're only counting six golfers so it is very likely that it um since i did not pick austin Eckert, that he's probably not going to get drafted but let's go ahead and see who this last guy does end up drafting well it says completed but it's not showing me interesting all right well anyway um the first few guys that have not been drafted on my board um or Ta- or Mint Lou Lee, Taylor Montgomery, Cameron Smith, Mackenzie Hughes, Austin Ekro, Vincent Norman, um, and then KH Lee, Davis Riley, um, and then DJ after that. Again, it's laughable that DJ's on this list. He's on live. He is not going to be playing in the FedEx Cup playoffs. All right, so let's take a little bit of a look for the board as a whole now. Um, I'm pretty satisfied with my team. I had the third pick. I took John Rahm, which I feel really good about, followed by Tyrell Hatton, Sam Burns, Cameron Young, Hideki Matsuyama, Russell Henley, Adam Shank, Seamus Power, Mark Hubbard, and then Steven Yeager. I really like um, Horvath's pick of Akshay Batia, though. If, if, if I was able to probably sit down and concentrate a little bit, he might've been my pick there. If you if you have a pick near the very end of the draft, in other words, if you start with a very high selection, like if you start with pick one or pick two, then Akshay might be a guy that you can end your draft with and, and be in really good shape because his ADP is definitely deflated right now because of... Um, the fact that he literally just qualified for the FedEx Cup playoff today. I don't even think he was on the FedEx Cup leaderboard um, before he won because he was playing with special temporary membership. All right, so that does it for the Pup Cup draft. So to kind of summarize, I used Strokes Gain from RickRunGood.com to figure out which guys are good at these three courses because we know what three courses are going to be. I use the FedEx Cup standings to not select guys who are not going to be in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, and then when it came time to draft, I looked at ADPs, I looked at how they're playing recently and I got guys that either or any combination of or for sure going to get me multiple events in this thing, are you know good fits or have good history at this course. Or have been playing good golf recently. And, and I feel pretty solid about the team that I have drafted. If I I definitely think it would have looked different if I started with an early or a late pick. Drafting in the middle round definitely kind of put me in a little bit of a range with those first three picks. But hey, um, this is one of those things where I definitely recommend doing multiple drafts like a best ball football league. Because if you think about the way all of the best ball leagues the underdog did for the majors worked out. Well, um, you kind of needed Brian Harmon to end up winning big in that thing. And so, you know, depending on where you draft from, you might've gotten one lineup with Brian Harmon, you might've gotten no lineups with Brian Harmon, whatever, but just kind of the way it worked out, you ended up needing him if you wanted to win big money from the most recent best ball drafts. So I definitely recommend doing multiple, trying to draft from different positions, trying to draft different setups. Um, and whatnot, but I feel pretty good about what I'm leaving the draft room where it's starting with Rom, Hatton, Burns, and Young, four guys that I feel really good about. And then I got Hideki with the good course history. So that does it for the underdog Pub Cup strategy and draft episode. If you like what you saw, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. It really does help me out a lot. If you hit that subscribe button, you'll be notified when all new episodes drop. And we got a lot of golf tent, golf content coming your way. We're going to be previewing the 3M Open this week, the Wyndham, and the next Live event next week. Um, and we're going to be pretty much doing golf all season long. And then we've also got our season-long fantasy football content and our college football content coming your way. So if you're subscribed, you'll be notified when all of it drops. Hopefully, this was a informative, entertaining episode that'll help you guys do well and kind of use a little bit of strategy to kill the Pup Cup drafts. If you want to try out the Pup Cup and you're new to Underdog, use my promo code mconley 88 on your first deposit. You'll get it matched up to $100. Um, So yeah, you can get your entire entry into the Pup Cup comped if you use my promo code. So yeah, you might want to do that. All right, anyway, that does it for this episode, guys. Thank you for watching or listening and I'll see you next time.